0: Calling all podcasters, musicians, vloggers, and reporters, and everyone else who wants crystal clear recording that's super portable. The Sure Motive family of microphones makes studio quality audio that's as simple as plug and play. Many of the world's top podcasters rely on Sure, and with a Motive line of iOS and USB microphones, portability is now your friend. Imagine being able to get great audio quickly and easily from your phone, tablet, or computer. Simply visit Shure.com Motive to start getting great audio for your content now. That's Shure.com forward slash M-O-T-I-V. Blog Talk Radio.
1: Hey everybody out there, my name is Dr. Ray Tomos, I'm a chiropractor here in Miami, Florida and an official sponsor of the ISPS International Slow Pitch Softball League. Welcome to the Hot Corner here Thursday nights at 7 on Blog Talk Radio. We're going to be covering everything about general health, chiropractic, slow pitch softball, other sports as well, whatever you the listener wants to listen to. This show is based primarily for you guys to keep you entertained and to keep you informed. Call in or tweet us to get on the air. We'll be giving out the number and all our information throughout the show. Hope you guys enjoy and get ready for the Hot Corner. And welcome in, everybody. My name is Dr. Ray. I'm your host here on the Hot Corner. Uh, Tonight is going to be a great night. We're going to be back on the air tonight talking about the second week of our fantasy football Uh, listeners league and we've got a couple other things it seems like it's flu season and cold season and everybody's getting sick so our health topic tonight is going to be when do i need to see the doctor for getting sick and we're going to talk about all that kind of good stuff Um, again i want to introduce my main man the man that makes this all possible the the now very political mr uh, manuel t ferrero the third the commissioner of isps international slow pitch softball Manny, are you there with me tonight
2: Hey, Dr. Ray, as always, brother, good afternoon, good evening to everybody out there listening in, man.
3: Yes,
1: sir, yes, sir, glad to be here again on a on a, Saturday, on a not a Saturday, on a Thursday night, and uh, you know what's awesome, Manny, is that as soon as we finish the show within 30 minutes, there's a football <laughs> game on tonight, man, so that's going to be really good, I'm definitely excited to go home and check some of that out. Uh should be a good game tonight between Pittsburgh and the Steelers and we're gonna talk a little bit about some of the fantasy impact going on there. Um but first of all, Manny, I know there's something that you want to get off your chest, so go ahead and do it.
2: What happened uh what happened in week one, Doctor Ray? Who's uh who's one and oh tied for first place in the uh hot corner fantasy football league, Doctor Ray? Uh, some
1: guy that got really, really lucky. Um <laughs> uh man, my hat's off to you. Um, after everything <clears throat> after everything Manny went ahead and beat me the first week of the season. We went into Monday night football and I had a six point lead and uh Manny went ahead and got seven and a half points out of Keenan Allen and uh pulled out the victory by by a couple points and uh it was a close one. Uh very good game. And that's why fantasy is so awesome, man. You never know what's going to happen. You never know who's going to come out of nowhere to be a stud. You never know who's going to be the Allen Hearns every single week um, and who's going to make a, a bunch of moves on the waiver wire. So, you know, I'm sure a lot of people in the league have already hit that waiver wire, but I'm the type of guy where, you know, when I draft a team, I like to draft a team because I know that the game changes week to week and there's different matchups and there's all kinds of different things going on. I'm not, I'm not a big waiver wire guy. I'm more of a stick with my draft kind of guy and, And see what happens. Now I do like making some trades because I think fantasy football is a lot about uh, you know making making the the moves when you need to. When a guy's really hot, you can get some good stuff for him. For a guy who's potentially not hot yet, and if you can study the schedules and you have enough time of that kind of stuff, you know it's a good thing to do um, because it gives you the opportunity. It's like the stock market to uh, you know move when things are are not good and, and make a move when things are good and that's how you, uh, how you can help your odds here. You know, at the end of the day, it's all, it's all luck. I mean, you know, you can make an educated guess, but the best player in the league can have three points and the worst player in the league can have 30 on any given Thursday, Sunday, or Monday. Um, and that's what makes it all so much fun. So, Manny, my hat's off to you. Great job in week one, my man. Um, who, was your, who was your best performer last week? Who did you expect? so you know is your team your first week did they do what you expected what did you think
2: yeah i mean i um i think i hit my uh my projected fantasy point mark or um, well, i might have missed it by by a couple but uh let me tell you the um the move i was pretty proud of was uh was a move that i i did on my own i have I have two. I got, I I can't take all the credit, Doctor Ray, for my success. My uh, at least in week one so far, my I have two GMs that are fantasy football experts on my corner. So they're pretty much, you know, I'm sitting back like the owner of, of the football team. I'm just letting letting my troops do do what they do. They uh, they adjusted my lineup, but I actually uh, I actually suggested to start uh, Kaepernick. Uh-huh. Over um, Phillip Rivers, those are my two uh, my two quarterbacks. And Kaepernick, I believe, was playing Dallas Cowboys. Uh, so I started oh, him up. over Phillip Rivers. So um, he did good for me, man. He got me about twenty something points.
1: Yeah, that's a good move. I had a, I had Kaepernick in another league, um, and you know he 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 did what he needed to do in that league for me. I was pretty happy about that. Um, but you know it's 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 a thing where you know it it could happen either way, and sometimes you make the right move, and you did this week, so that's a good thing, man. If you were to put in uh, Roethlisberger, what, it was Roethlisberger. Who was the other guy? I'm sorry. Oh, no, Philip Rivers. Rivers, it Rivers. And how many points did Rivers score?
2: Uh, let me see here. I'll tell you right now. Um. Week one, he only got me fourteen points, man, and Kaepernick gave me twenty one. So right there, so I was
1: lost. I was gonna say that's a game winning move, man. So you know that's a that's a great great move right there, Manny. I got like I said, my hats off to you, man. You made all the right moves. Um, so I'm proud of you, man. You're you're handling this fantasy football thing. You're taking it to heart. You're really making it happen. You know, I I I myself. Uh, could have made a little bit different of a move, and if I would have started Dennis Pitta over Jordan Cameron, I would have won right there. If I would have put in Benjamin uh, Kelvin Benjamin instead of any of my other receivers, I would have won. Um, you know, so that's why I said, you know, who knows? And especially in a league like ours, where where a lot of teams are talented because it's a 10 team league, you know, there's you never know where the studs are going to come from, and the matchups don't always predict what's going to happen. Um, but you know, it's, it's a lot of fun either way. So, you know, I'm looking forward to this next week coming up right now. Um, I think, let me see, my, my my week two matchup, um, is going to be versus Renegade and he's projected right now to beat me by, uh, it looks like by like nine points right now. Um, and his team is not bad. He's got a great quarterback, pretty good receivers, good running back duo. So, you know, like I said, it, it doesn't, I, there's no perfect team out there, you know, I don't know if, if a fantasy football team has ever gone undefeated or not, but you know it, it's uh it's a lot of volatility and a and a lot of fun, and that's why everybody is so addicted to it man so um who's your matchup for week number two? Do you have a strong opponent yeah i said uh I said do you have a strong opponent for week number two?
2: actually no, I do not but i I wanted to ask you uh Another question. Actually, my opponent this week is um, Volcano Princess, I believe, and uh, I don't think she had a, a pretty uh, successful uh, week one. She she ended up losing her week one matchup. But um, what I wanted to ask you, and I, I'm I wanted to see if we could get him on the line, um, John Fisher from Fisher Law Firm with the uh, Ray Rice pick in the draft. And now I'm looking over his team now for week two. He he ended up dropping Ray Rice. He's no longer on the team. What do you think about the Ray Rice situation and, and the developments of that uh, issue? Man, you know,
1: that's a big, big topic right there. Um, it's something that, you know, I feel like we're we're covering the whole Michael Sam thing again. You know, my opinion is never should a man put a hand on a woman, no matter if she hits him, strikes him, spits on him, whatever the case is. Not only did he put a hand on her, but, boy, he put some fists on her. I mean, that was a, that was a one-two and a biscuit. He just knocked her out, man, It was out cold. Um, and to me it's crazy that all this is going on, that Roger Goodell was able to look into into the camera and into the face of the person interviewing him when they said, you know, did the NFL or anybody at the NFL see this video? And he said flat out, no. Now, there's officials saying that they did send the tape over to the NFL, and the NFL had this way before it got leaked out to everybody else. So there's some inconsistencies, and what I don't understand is in this day and age, there is nothing that you can keep under wraps. I mean, there is nothing. Social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, there's nothing that you can keep private. If you are a public figure and something goes wrong or you did something dumb or even if you did something really good, everybody is going to know about it because information now flies. You know, word travels fast, but now it travels through the speed of the Internet, and that's just, you know, for them to think that it would stay under wraps or whatever the case is, you know, it's it's just not fathomable to me. So I don't know. You know, he can't be lying at this point. You know, maybe nobody did see the tape. Maybe they sent it in and somebody intercepted it. Or who knows what happened? But, you know, in my opinion, if, if I don't know why they have to wait to see what happens on the tape in order to make the suspension, you know, to make the suspension happen from two games to all of a sudden cut from the team, indefinitely suspended. You know, it, it's just from something so small, two games, to all of a sudden the guy's not even – allowed to play in the NFL after they saw the tape. I mean, you know, if he slapped her on the wrist, that's one thing. But apparently Ray Rice told Roger Goodell, hey, I punched my fiance. And that's where they came up with the suspension. And then, you know, a little while after that, they say, okay, well now if you have a domestic violence case, it's automatic six-game suspension, second time you're banned for life. Now, Ray Rice kind of fell into the whole you know, I was the first one to ever do it. They kind of made this rule because of me, well, not because of me, but there because there's been others, but he kind of was the catalyst for it all to happen and then now, once the video comes out, all of a sudden, for him, it's neither of those punishments. It's neither six games nor the lifetime ban, so you know for him, it's suspended it definitely
3: cuts on his. so I don't
1: know I don't know what's going on with it. you know it's kind of difficult to tell exactly. Um, what the whole situation is there. And, and I, I mean, at this point, I don't know enough to be able to comment any further, but it's just something that I don't think that it should have gotten to the point where you have to see a video in order to, you know, suspend somebody indefinitely. I think that, you know, if the rule is the rule, and you made the rule, and, you know, it doesn't matter if the guy, you know, dragged her down the street or punched her in the face or what happened. The bottom line is you're never supposed to do that. And he did that, and that's a big problem and you know the consequences should be heavy and they should be exactly what they are so um you know i don't know too much what do you think about the whole thing man
2: listen dr ray man i mean i don't know now we're we're all playing uh monday monday morning quarterback but if i see a video or the initial video that i see uh shows somebody dragging out another another person or another body out of a elevator, whether you know, it, it it looks lifeless. It looks like there's no life in that body. Nothing positive could have happened in that elevator. Um and like you said, it should have never got into this point, man. It should have never got into this point. And I think from from the get go he should have been uh he should have been let go indefinitely, man. It's it's just a, an unfortunate situation, man. I I feel for everybody involved because I I would never want that all that uh, bad drama on on myself or or anybody. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. But it, it's just a whole bad situation all around, man.
1: Yeah, that's <clears throat> that. You know, that's the crazy part is that it's you know who knows who knows what's going to happen from here and how it's all going to play out, but you know it's it's also something too where you know you kind of have to look at the other side of the of the coin here and even though he knocked her out and everything like that, she's standing by him you know she's she's saying that this this is a you know an internal thing, let it be our family thing, and you know leave us alone kind of you know type of thing and they got they got
2: married after the fact
1: exactly you know and and I remember the day too when he went out and he uh you know he went ahead and 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 said. You know the the first day that he addressed the media after after everything, and you know I remember all the commentators and announcers and everybody was like, oh, he was so uh, he was so remorseful and this and that, and you know maybe he's not a bad guy and so and so, and then the tape came out and it's like everything just flipped, man. That was to me that was just the craziest part. You know, is that it it went from oh he's not bad and he's sorry and he's remorseful to to boom. You know, it's like <laughs> it's like let's suspend the guy, let's kick the guy out of the league. Nobody on the team wanted him there, so you know, to me that that was that's what was crazy. It's just the fact that it went from nothing, it went from zero to a hundred, kind of like Drake really fast. You know, and that's kind of the crazy part to me.
2: Yeah, yeah, man, so, it's crazy. You
1: know, I mean, we'll, we'll who, see what who happens
2: there. if uh, Ray Rice will uh, will ever. Uh... Will ever participate in in another football game ever again, though. Exactly.
1: And and yeah, like like you said, we'll see exactly what happens. And I, I mean, I don't I don't know. What, would you Would you want to play on his team after something like this? After everything that happened, would, you know, would you be in that guy's corner if you were in the NFL?
2: I think um, you know. Unfortunately, the you know I I can't I can't speak from from experience or anything, but my like my vision of the NFL and the, the culture of the NFL um you know it's it it's I can't say it's just like but it, it's almost or very close to the same type of uh stigmata as as like a, a pedophile or, or a child a child killer in, in in the jail system, you know those those guys really have a hard time uh, in the jail system. So I'm pretty sure it's kind of like the same. If you're known as a woman beater or as a child beater or something like that, it, it's society or wh- wherever your community is. It's not gonna not gonna look at you the same way a, as a as they did before, man exactly and that's
1: man i don't know if it's the unfortunate part or what's going on with it but um uh, you know that's the way it is and you know apparently there was a lot of guys in this corner and then they all kind of flipped the script on him uh the funniest part to me was ray lewis commenting on the whole thing i mean ray lewis was just completely throwing the guy under the bus and just you know making him seem like the worst person in the world and uh you know he hit his wife but i i think ray lewis got away with murder you know <laughs> so it's a little bit of a different a little bit of a different situation there man so you know we'll see what happens with the whole ray Rice thing man but uh you know while we got a minute um i definitely want to talk and, and we're going to we're going to get a little bit more into the uh fantasy football in a little bit and uh see if we can get some of our uh some of our guests on on the air as well too uh but i really want to talk a little bit about You know, colds and and everything And get a little bit of a health topic Out to you guys as well, too Um, You know, so many people nowadays Are are around this time of year With the weather beginning to change And with kids going back to school And, uh, you know, everybody in daycare Going to, you know, all that kind of stuff uh, There's a lot more frequency of sickness And people kind of, you know Having those kinds of issues So I want to make sure That you guys kind of can tell the difference Between a couple different types of symptoms And, uh, you know, because sometimes your doctor may not even know the difference between those, unfortunately, and and a lot of doctors just, oh, you have a cold, Uh, we'll call in some antibiotics for you, and and that's a big problem. Um, Antibiotics, you want to try to avoid antibiotics at all costs. Uh, There's a lot of negative, negative side effects with antibiotics. Uh, The main thing being that you end up killing not only the bad bacteria, But you're good bacteria Your body has tons and tons of of bacteria As a matter of fact If you were to take all the bacteria from your body It would weigh about 8 pounds So think about that You have 8 pounds of your body Are just microscopic bacteria So think about how many bacterial cells you have In your whole entire body And a lot of those are really good A lot of those are really important For digestion, for absorption For protection against other bacteria So You know, the thing with bacteria and with disease is that it'll live wherever your body will allow it to live. And a lot of times when you take bacteria, or excuse me, antibiotics, you kill your body's own bacteria, and what ends up happening is you allow opportunistic infections to start to kind of colonize in there. And what ends up happening is then when you eat food, the bacteria that's supposed to help you digest and do all that is no longer there, Now you have another bacteria that's not helping you do that. You create digestive problems. You uh, start to change your diet. You get addicted to all kinds of different chemicals and sugars and sweet things because your body's not absorbing nutrients as well as it can. And then what ends up happening is you end up with what's called intestinal dysbiosis and you get decreased digestion, decreased absorption. A lot of different problems there and you can start to develop nutritional deficiencies. Now, Nutritional deficiencies are a huge problem because there are some things that your body can synthesize out of, out of itself or whatever the case is. And these are, these are non-essential vitamins and minerals. But there are some that your body has to and must get from the diet or from the environment. And if you have these deficiencies where your body's not absorbing certain nutrients, you can really cause a lot of problems and a lot of more susceptibility in your body. So, again, disease lives where, you, where, where you'll allow it to grow. So if you don't have these, these nutrients that you need in order to have certain processes in your body happen, then you're going to be more susceptible to infection, to all kinds of aches and pains. You're going to become a slow healer. Your metabolism may slow down. Uh, and that's, you know, what most people end up having. And that's when they, they go to the doctor and the doctor says, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. And you say, well, wait a minute, well, why do I not feel good if there's nothing wrong with me? And that's because you don't have a disease, but you have, you know, a, an imbalance. And that's the difference really between myself and other doctors as well, too, because I look at where the imbalances are and where your body's going to let disease grow. And that's what I work on healing, I work on balancing and helping people get the right nutrients, get the right things going. For example, I even have a test called a micronutrient test where we take some blood right here in the office, we send it out overnight to a lab called SpectraCell, and they take your cells and they open, they split all your cells. And they have this awesome technology where they can actually measure
2: the amount
1: of nutrients that you have inside of those cells. And what ends up happening is we can determine exactly what your body needs, what it's deficient in, And then we can correlate that to your blood chemistry. So when we look at your blood chemistry, we can see how is your liver working? How are your kidneys working? How is your blood being made? Is your blood oxygenated enough? Is it bringing your body the nutrients that it needs? Are your white blood cells fighting against any type of infection? And the funny part about it is is that infections in the stomach, and when I say infection, I don't necessarily mean that you have to have Green boogers and a cough and a cold and those kinds of things. anything that changes your immune system or upregulates your immune system is considered to be an infection in my eye. So we can actually see those infections start to show up on your blood chemistries. If if I look at your blood chemistry and all you do is a CBC, which is a complete blood count, and we notice that your white blood cells are disproportionate, we know that your body's fighting against something different. So, there's different types of white blood cells. One fights against bacteria, one fights against viruses, one fights against fungus, one fights against inflammation, and one fights against parasites. And so, all these different types of white blood cells, when they start to go up or down, we can tell what your body's kind of internally doing and what it's kind of fighting internally. And by figuring all that out, we can start to make a big difference in balancing the immune system and therefore not allowing more disease and more problems like that to grow. And that that becomes a big deal because autoimmunity especially can come from problems with the stomach. Almost so far it's been my experience that almost every patient I know that has an autoimmune condition has some sort of gastrointestinal problems as well too. So what are autoimmune conditions? Lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, Multiple sclerosis, Um, you know, these are examples of autoimmune disease. Hashimoto's thyroiditis, a lot of skin conditions. Um, A lot of skin conditions can, can be autoimmune in nature. There's all different kinds of autoimmune problems that can happen. And what it means is that autoimmune means the body is fighting itself. So the immune system is attacking itself. So just like an autobiography means you write about yourself, an autoimmunity means that your body is fighting itself. And a lot of this happens in the stomach after you take an antibiotic, allow for an intestinal dysbiosis to occur, create a leaky gut, and then a pathogen crosses that border that's supposed to be protected by your stomach. And when that happens, boom, now your body thinks it's supposed to fight itself. And that's when we can run into a lot of problems. So please, 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 this is very important. Do not, the first sign of a cold, just call your doctor and say, hey, I'm getting a cold, I need some antibiotics. And there's another reason for that as well, too. Every time you get a cold, it's like a workout for your immune system. All right? Now, if, if I tell you guys, hey, you need to exercise, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to exercise for all of you guys. Are you going to get any type of benefit from that? Absolutely not. So when you take an antibiotic, are you going to get any type of benefit from, from having that cold? Absolutely not. In fact, you're putting yourself in a worse position because your body doesn't now learn how to fight against that cold or that virus or that bacteria or whatever it was, now it had something come in and just do it for you. At the time, it may seem more simple, but it becomes an issue as you continue to grow and you get older and you're exposed to more things and you have more stress and you you know don't take care of yourself with your diet the way you should and so on and so forth. So, you know, the biggest way that I can kind of attribute that to a personal experience is when I was growing up, I, you know, I was good at puzzles and solving things and ba- breaking things out of the box without reading the directions first, and my brother was kind of the opposite. You know, he was a little bit slower in learning how to understand things, and, you know, we would be playing a game or something, and, and I, you know, he, he'd be like, oh, how do you do it? How do you do it? And I'd try to explain it to him, and then he wouldn't be listening, and I'd get frustrated, and I'd say, you know what? Just let me do it. Give, give it to me. Let me just do it. And Now we grow up, and he still doesn't know how to do these kinds of things, and it's because growing up, I did everything for him, and that's a big problem because it's the same way now. Now he's got to learn everything, and it's harder to learn at this point. When we're kids, our immunity, we're supposed to get sick. That's how we develop an immune system. It's an exercise for your immune system every time you get sick. So, yeah, it sucks that you have to sweat it out and that you have to feel bad for a little while, but if you let your body learn how to fight, and we do the right things to help you learn how to fight, like depending on what the problem is, give you some different nutrients or get you adjusted to help relieve the stress and uh, you know, make sure you're doing the right things like getting uh, food and staying hydrated and so on and so forth, give your body what it needs to fight the infection. It will learn how to do it, and it will protect you from it even more. So for the people you know that are sick, and they're always sick, and they're taking antibiotics all the time, and there's all these things going on, you know, ask them if there's any autoimmunity in their family. And if there is, tell them, listen, you may want to stop doing all that because you could potentially be uh, setting off an autoimmune problem in in yourself that will start to present later on down the road. And then if they have no idea what's going on, tell them, listen, I heard it on the radio show, just call Dr. Ray. You can call him at 353-HEAL. Um, and that goes for anybody listening as well, too. If you have any gastrointestinal problems and there's any autoimmunity in your family, you know, let me know about it because I'll, I'm definitely the type of doctor that will be able to help you out with that. Your medical doctor is probably going to tell you, eh, don't pay any attention to that stuff uh, because we have drugs that treat autoimmune disease. But they don't have anything to prevent it. And by the way, when they treat autoimmune disease, they don't actually treat it.
2: They just manage
1: the symptoms. Um, So there's a much different and, in my opinion, a much better way to handle those things, and that's to help the body do what it's supposed to do, treat treat the infection that caused the autoimmunity in the first place, balance the immune system, and then you can really make a big difference in people's lives because they don't have to be drugged up and not feeling the way that they're supposed to and so on and so forth, like I always like to say. So bottom line is when you have a cold, you know, you want to try to see if, if you can let your body take care of it. If your body can't take care of it and you feel like you just keep getting worse, you know, you want you to definitely see your doctor. Um, just be careful. Your doctor should do an exam on you and tell you, hey, this is viral. Hey, this is bacterial. If it's viral, your medical doctor is not going to have anything for you. There is no medical viral treatment. All you can do at that point is just basically let, it, let your body do what it needs to, and it, eventually it will suppress the virus, and then you'll be good to go. Um, If it's a bacterial problem, try to avoid those antibiotics. You know, your body has a great antibacterial system, um, but it needs to learn that immunity. And if you take antibiotics, like I mentioned, you're going to screw up your chances of that happening. So I can definitely help out a lot when it comes to these common colds, usually better than the medical doctor because I have the nutrients your body needs and also some homeopathic remedies and herbs and different things that you can take to help stimulate your immune system to fight against these pathogens. Um, So, again, if anybody's interested in that alternative holistic care for the common cold and to prevent autoimmune disease, if there's that type of genetic susceptibility, you know, go ahead, give me a call, give me a shout. Um, And if you guys have any questions about that, you're more than welcome to call into the show as well, too, or shoot me a text or a tweet or give me a call. Whatever you want to do, you know, you can reach me on Twitter at Dr. Ray T., at my website, 353heal.com, you can call the office at 786-353-HEAL. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. So there's, there's, you know, all over the place you can find me. I'm accessible. I'm here for you guys. And if you get sick, you know, and you don't have a doctor, feel free to give me a call, too, and, and I'd be more than happy to help you out there in a way that I know that I'm going to help you build immunity instead of doing the work for you like I did with my little brother growing up. Um, so that's the, uh, the health topic for the night. Uh, Manny, I know that usually when I get done with a health topic, you have a question or two. Do you have anything for me tonight?
2: Yeah, man. Those um, those autoimmune diseases is is ALS one of those? Because you know ALS and the whole ALS ice bucket challenge is popular now in the media and stuff. Is is that one of the one of those that you're talking about? You know, it's a funny thing because it, it's not actually
1: classified right now as an autoimmune disease, but my guess is that at some point it will be. Um, I do believe that, that you know, for autoimmune disease, you need three things to happen. You need to have the genetics for it, all right, so you have to be predisposed. That's the first thing. Number two, there has to be some kind of, of, of uh, susceptibility, so... You know, leaky gut is the biggest one because you have two, two main barriers that protect your body from the outside world. and Well, three of them. So one is your skin. Two is the blood-gut barrier. So, you know, your stomach absorbs things. So from your food, it breaks everything down, and then it allows certain things into your bloodstream where your body then utilizes them. And then the third one is the blood-brain barrier. And so, when something is in your blood and it crosses into your brain, it can start to cause a lot of neuro, uh, neuronal problems or nerve problems. Or you know, and, and you know, my guess is, and from what I've seen so far, is that ALS has has usually developed after some sort of a trauma um, to the head or neck. And there's some research out there that supports that, that it can kind of create this neurodegenerative condition. Uh, but you know, I don't I don't know enough about it honestly, and I and I don't want to get anybody's hopes up or say anything, you know, that, that is untrue because I don't know enough, but I have seen a little research correlated with that. However, there's not enough evidence right now to say, yes, um, ALS is an autoimmune disease and it's caused by this. And, you know, we don't know that yet. Um, but that's why everybody's working on studying it now. And, and I'm happy that that whole ice bucket challenge went down and hopefully more than just 27% of all the money that was raised actually gets put towards research and not towards other people's pockets. And, um, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll see some good come of that. But, uh, yet autoimmune diseases range from, you know, they, they can be all kinds of autoimmune diseases. So, you know, but, but they run in different families and different circles, and, and depending on the genetics, they can show up in different places. Like I have patients that are sisters. One of them has rheumatoid arthritis, and the other one has Crohn's disease. So one is autoimmunity of her joints, and the other one is autoimmunity of her colon. So, you know, it showed up in two different places, but they both had that same genetic predisposition and then some sort of a trigger that allowed it all to happen in the first place. So autoimmunity can happen in a bunch of different places and all kinds of different diseases, Um, but it all starts with those three main things, which are the the genetic predisposition, the uh, susceptibility in either the stomach, the skin, or the brain, and then finally the trigger. You know, the trigger is the pathogen or the trauma or the bacteria, the virus, whatever it is that gets into the body and crosses where it shouldn't and creates a problem, and then the body gets tricked into thinking it has to fight itself. And that's how it all starts. So the trick in autoimmune disease is finding out where did it all start, what was the trigger for it, and trying to work on helping the
2: body get over that problem right there. Oh, Dr. Ray, so that's interesting, interesting stuff, man. Hey, um, I wanted to let you know you have a caller here. Uh, I believe that this is one of our uh, fantasy football owners. I believe uh, John Fisher from Fisher Law Firm is on the is on the uh, line tonight. Is he there? I'm here, Mr. Fisher. Hey, John, how you doing, sir?
0: I'm doing good. fellas. how about yourselves? Doing great,
1: man. How's that Ray Rice
0: pick looking for you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's a little gamble, but um, not looking like it's working out too good. But since we only have two running backs, anyway, it doesn't really hurt me that much. Yeah, that's
1: true. That's true. And, uh, you know, having the 10-team league, it's not that big of a deal. So uh,
0: what can I say, man? You got lucky. Yeah, well, wait, wait until you see Josh Gordon come off suspension. Don't worry. He's on my bench.
1: Oh, man, you know what? I'm <laughs>
0: upset about this.
1: I'm really upset about that because I actually drafted Josh Gordon in a few leagues, and then when they said that he was suspended for the whole season, I went ahead and dropped him. And then when I heard that the suspension may possibly be lifted, I went to try to go pick him up, but my Internet wasn't working because I was in the middle of Miami and Daytona in an area where I had no Internet service, and I was driving. So I said, oh, man, I I can't do any of this. This is a big problem. So by the time I got where I was going, he was already rostered in all my leagues, so uh, I missed out on that one, even though I had drafted him previously. I was like, come on, you got to be
0: kidding me. Yeah, so. I happen to see it first thing in the morning, and I got him in every single one of the leagues I'm in. So it's just, you know, you never know. You know. It's all
1: the luck of the draw. You know, that's so funny because um, one time playing fantasy baseball, I'll never forget, I was actually at a bar in Daytona, and um, I was watching the ticker on the bottom of the ESPN screen and it said that the San Francisco Giants were getting ready to call up Tim Lincecum. And I was like, oh, man, I've been watching that guy forever. I've been waiting for him to get picked up. And it was literally when Yahoo made, like, the first fantasy f- uh, fantasy app for the phone. And uh, I jumped on the fantasy app, and I and, uh, picked up Tim Lincecum at, like, 9 or, uh, like, 11 o'clock at night or whatever it was, being out at the bar. And uh, I remember going to class the next day because I was in chiropractic school. And everybody was like, oh, man, how, how did you pick him up so late? Weren't we out last night or something? And I was like, yeah, I got an app on my phone. And everybody's like, no way, there's there's an app for it and all this kind of stuff. So, man, that's funny. You just got to be in the right time at the right place to make that pickup, man. So maybe Josh that's, Gordon will work out for you.
0: Hey, maybe. You never know. I, well, that was, uh, depending on what else happens, I might need it.
1: Yeah, man. So what do you think about um, how would you do in your first week? Did you, did you pull out the victory?
3: Uh,
0: I think I lost. I'm pretty, you know, I think I lost. I I think I had Fitzy. Uh, he didn't do much. Um, you know, I think, I think, uh, I should have went, you know, Michael Floyd's the better pick I think in Arizona right now. Um, I think, you know, I think I had Nick Foles who didn't have the production, which, you know, I was expecting, but you know, it's, it's still early. It's first game, you know, we got a long season.
1: Yeah man, we got uh we got thirteen thirteen regular season games left here, so um yeah, it looks like you oh man, you went down uh one ten to one thirty last week. So uh, you know, you you kinda got a little whoop in there. Not not too bad though. Man, I lost one twenty seven to one twenty four. So
0: uh,
1: man, manny beat me.
0: What I O oh, I C S <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, yeah that, that just, he just must have had a, a lucky week Because I, I looked at his team And I'm not really I'm looking forward to that matchup
1: <laughs> You know, I was too uh, But listen, man You know, he's got a bunch of guys on there Who who were very good um, But Greg Olsen just tore it up for him uh, Monte Ball, LaShawn McCoy He's got a good running back duo You know, his receivers are You know, Edelman is number one in New York But he's a big injury risk then he's got Andre Johnson, who is still technically number one in Houston, but he doesn't really have a quarterback. And then Alshon, who's you know, kind of splits time with Brandon, but is still one of the best receivers out there as well, too. So, you know, he's, he's kind of got a good squad here and there. But in the 10-team league, I, I wasn't expecting to lose to him last week. I'm not going to lie. Um, so, you know, especially since, you know, I think the thing that hurt me the most, too, is with Welker being out, I kind of don't have that. That big PPR guy, you know, I kind of got stuck. Well, even though Sanders kind of stepped up, he cut the first three or four passes of the game and then kind of got quiet after that. But, um, you know, what do you think about the game tonight? You got anybody going for you tonight?
0: You know, I I thought about putting Wheaton in for Pittsburgh, but I I think I'm going to wait another week. I want to see. I'm not too confident. I mean, I think he's going to down the road be a good player, but – you know, I'm not really ready to ready to throw' him full board. So, I mean, you know, I'm looking forward to watching. I think it's gonna be a good game, good rivalry, but you know, um with everything surrounding Ray Rice, you know, I think that, you know, it's a hot topic, hot game of course on Thursday night. Yeah, man. Well what do you
1: think's gonna happen in that um in that in that backfield there, you know, between Forsett and uh Talia Farrow who's the rookie there and then uh you know, Pierce, I, I actually started Pierce in a few leagues last week, and I lost in all those leagues because he got me, like, 1.3 points after that fumble.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's tough to say. I mean, I, I think – I I know last season I'd say, I thought Pierce did okay when Ray Rice was out, um, you know, so I, I think he's a good backup. I mean, it's hard to tell. I mean, we got a lot of – I think this year running back position, we got a lot of good rookies. You know, you look at the Terrence West, Carlos Hyde. I mean, those guys – Know, they're coming out, and and you know Carlos Hyde. I know he got the touchdown in San Francisco instead of Frank Gore. You know what I mean? So it really, I think a lot of these rookies, you know, especially running backs. You know, Andre Williams and the Giants didn't do what you want in good things because I got James, But I think that you know now rookies coming into the league, you know, can really you know put a test on these veterans to take those positions, especially with Ray Rice going out. So it, it you know it could be up in the air, and you never know as as the weeks progress. You know, you, you kind of get an idea of who, you know, comes out as the favorite, who's the third down back, who gets the more of the goal line touches. So, I think it's really a toss-up right now.
1: Yeah, that's the truth, you know. And and to me, it comes down to looking at the kind of the uh, body style and the running style of these guys because, you know, Forsett's a little bit more of kind of a uh, of a scat back type of guy, you know. And um, Pierce is kind of the big, you know, every down type of back kind of, you know, pounds the ball in there. Um you know, the big problem is, is really just the, the fumbles. You know, you can't... Last year, I feel like I'm reliving last year over again. I took uh, Stephen Ridley and, you know, he fumbled, like, the first game and after that, you know, the guy sat and, you know, uh, to me, I can't believe Ray Rice is not going to play. You're going to take this guy out, uh, you know, after one fumble and not even put him back in the game and, and, you know, to me, I'm like, come on, it's the first game of the season. You know, fumbles happen. You obviously want to limit turnovers as much as possible because you can't win turning the ball over, but I mean, you know, I, I thought it was a little bit of a harsh punishment. My fantasy team was definitely upset with that. Uh, but from what I've been reading, report-wise, it's saying now that even though Forsett may start tonight, that um, you know Pierce is going to be the guy more than likely. So we'll see what happens. I wouldn't be surprised, quite honestly, if they um, if they if they went ahead and uh, made a move and tried to kind of pick somebody up there um, and maybe made a little bit of a trade. So you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, We'll see what happens now in that backfield. That's that's why I love the season, man. Nice, long season. We'll see what happens. Uh, but to change the subject a little bit, how about those Dolphins, man? Did you get to watch that game this weekend?
0: I did, actually. I did. Um, I think it was the only game that was showing, the early game here locally. And I watched that. Uh, I'll tell you what, defense looked real – I think the defense looked good. Um, they were getting a lot of pressure on the inside. Um, you know, and I think uh, – you know, I always say it's early – but you always like to see your team come out and get the, get the W the first game, especially at home and especially against the Patriots. Because I think the Patriots, notwithstanding this first game, I think they're going to have a good year. I think Tom Brady's going to come back. And, you know, with Gronk, Gronk looked a little rusty. You know, some of the passes to him I thought he should have caught. But um, I think beating them, at least getting that early in a division win, you know, is really um, – I think it bodes well for the season ahead.
1: Yeah, definitely, man. They made some – I tell you, they. I didn't get to see the game. I was actually watching it on GameCast. Um, because I was in Daytona, and there, for some reason, they only play the, the Buccaneers and the, and the Jaguars. So I'm sitting there watching the Jaguars and the Eagles, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is so boring. All I want to be doing is watching the Finns and the Pats. Um, but I was watching it on GameCast, and then all of a sudden I keep seeing all these plays that the Dolphins are making, and I'm like, why am I not watching this game? I was like, come on, please. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. <laughs> so I didn't get to, I didn't get to see much of it. But, you know, to me, I was just so surprised to keep seeing – this is going on, and this is going on, and this is happening. And man, the Dolphins are dominating, you know. So it was definitely encouraging, even though I didn't even get to see it. So I'm looking forward to this weekend. when I actually get... um, What I'm looking forward to tonight is actually seeing if Antonio Brown is going to do any type of karate moves tonight um, in the return game.
0: <laughs> uh, my, uh, you know, I actually, it's funny. I saw one of those, like, beam things. Someone put it to the backdrop of Karate Kid. <laughs> um, and I thought I thought it was his you know, for all of us growing up seeing Karate Kid in the final kick. I mean, I thought that was hilarious. Um, you know, and I, you know they're talking about the next day or the or the uh, the kicker, the tweet when he had the picture and he was like, wait, 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 when did this happen? You know, I thought, you know, I think it was a little bit of fun about it. I don't think it was intentional. It was a hurdle that he thought he was going to get and he couldn't. But you know, hey, hey, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe it'll happen again. Oh yeah, man. I tell you what. I saw I saw a funny meme With um With the uh,
1: This is Sparta And him kicking the guy <laughs> Into the hole <laughs> Like 300 yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, like I that was, I
0: didn't see that one I, 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 I like that
1: Yeah man That was a funny one Right there I was
0: I was really happy
1: With that one uh, it was Funny stuff man But you know I just saw that play And I was like There's no way This guy literally just Kicked this guy Straight in the face Man that was crazy But um that uh, was pretty cool, man. It was it was crazy to see in, in a football game. It reminded me of uh, you know necessary roughness back in the day um, when all of a sudden you know the team just starts drop kicking and punching the other team and everything, and the referee is trying to call uh, you know all the all the penalties, and he's like unnecessary roughness, rabbit kick by the center, it's just, you know all this kind of stuff happening. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, a cra- crazy play, crazy play to see. But um we'll see what happens tonight. Antonio Brown actually looks like a really good pick and uh Roethlisberger may have a pretty good year again too. Um what's your what's your legal opinion on what's gonna happen between the running backs there with LeGarrette Blunt and um uh Le'Veon Bell getting caught with the uh marijuana
0: possession?
2: Uh, you know,
0: well one it's hard to tell cause I don't, I don't really know. I don't where were they busted at? Do you know were they in Pittsburgh? Or were they in a Pittsburgh?
1: I don't remember if it was in Pittsburgh or not. Um, You know, all I know is that they got pulled over because a police officer smelled marijuana apparently as they drove by. And when they got pulled over, it was them two and and another woman. And, you know, they all admitted to, uh, to actually using the drugs. And then they did a search and they found some more of it. And so I don't know exactly all the story, but... You know, what? what's the time frame like and, and you know, how all that works in, in the uh, suspensions or anything that could happen with them. Are you aware of any of that stuff?
0: Well, I mean, you know, it obviously varies from state to state. I mean, that's, you know, but um, I think one of the drivers, and I think it was Bell that was driving, that charged with a driving while under the influence of marijuana, which, you know, I don't know. I, I think that's the stupidest. I don't know. Maybe that's just me personally, but I don't think that's the biggest a law as driving the influence of alcohol. they you know, you know, they always see the funny joke like, "What are do they doing, driving too slow?" You know, like all the way on the right-hand side. You know, not you know, not really you know, putting people in danger. But you know, it really depends. I, mean, I think that one, if they admitted to it, there's a problem with that because you know, no nothing nothing good ever comes out of speaking with the police. You know, at least in my experience, you know. If, don't ever, don't ever. You know, it's not going to help you in any way. You're like, oh, you don't cooperate. You're going to help us. Like, that's not true. You know, they, that old saying anything they say can and will be used against you. I mean, that that's true. So the admission is a problem there. But really, if if you look at it from a possession standpoint, I mean, it. it who has who possessed it? Whose car was it? Was it found in their person? If it's found, you know, with everybody, can can you say it was him or is it all going to be thrown on the driver? So. You know, what, what's interesting to see is with all the backlash that the NFL is receiving from being too lean on all these players and the potential modification for the substance abuse policy, you know, what type of suspension is going to come down from the NFL? You know, we, it may be because of the negative impact of their failure to do something properly, you know, with the whole Ray Rice scandal and everything, they may get a larger suspension if found convicted, and if it's in violation of this new substance abuse policy, if it's voted on. So, I mean, I think there's still a lot of variables up in the air with respect to you know, what they're going to get you know, in terms of either criminally or with uh, you know, any backlash from the NFL. Yeah, definitely. That um,
1: that makes a lot of sense there. I wonder if anything's going to come down this season, um, because that could potentially be a big deal and open up the room for a nice waiver wire pickup since both of the top backs there are going to be gone, so you know for everybody out there listening, if you're if you're thinking about you know a good, a good pickup, possibly even in time for the playoffs, um, you know keep an eye on who it might be in that backfield um, you know in in Pittsburgh as you're getting ready to come down the stretch there and who knows it, it may it may have not even uh, it may not even happen this year. it may be something where they get suspended next year. Um but you know that, that it all also depends I think too on that collective bargaining agreement that they're gonna be doing um now that, that may also free up Josh Gordon um and Wes Welker and um I think there's somebody else too. Um I think I think it was uh Mathis even though he is now out for the year because he tore his Achilles. So uh that's kind of a big deal. And wow man, Denver, wow, Denver's defense. They just They just pulled out all the stops, man, and they just bought a whole bunch of amazing uh, free agents. And, unfortunately, Mathis is hurt. But, man, I didn't even realize how good Denver's defense was going to be this year until I saw that going on. Uh, But they're going to be in a lot of shootouts because they score quick, and that defense is going to be on the field a lot too. So that's something to keep in mind as well too if you're thinking about picking up that Denver defense. So, uh, John and Manny, I want you guys to do me a favor. Give me... Your sleepers for the week. Do you guys have any sleeper picks that you think are going to perform this week? Any matchups that you like, or anything that you guys can give out to, to the, the listeners out there tonight?
2: Well, i tell I ah, you. I—I already—I um, already picked up Justin Forsett from uh, Baltimore, man, and he's projected to uh, get me 19 points this week, but I'm—I'm I'm not starting him yet. I'm still starting uh, McCoy and uh, Monty Ball over. Justin Forsett, but I've already picked him up, guys. I, you guys are sleeping.
1: <laughs> well, Manny, I would pick him up, but unfortunately I've got a couple guys that I think I like better than him and Jamal Charles, Andre Ellington, CJ Spiller, and Shane Vereen. <laughs> so um, I don't know. Forsett's a good pickup if you're struggling with a running back. But like I said, you know, the reports seem to be that he's kind of a little scat back, change of pace back, but not really going to be carrying the load and even though he may be starting tonight that that may not be happening uh further on, so if you're gonna start him tonight, it might be the night
2: to start him. my friend, hey, Dr. Ray, don't worry about me. worry about the guy that picked up uh Ray rice in the in the second round of the draft
3: <laughs>
2: all right well, let's
1: see what, let's see what his uh pick for the week is uh John, you got anybody that you're that you're thinking is gonna come through for you big this week um
0: I, I, the person, that, well, let me let me say first and foremost, I did not draft Ray Rice in the second round. I mean, he was a late, late pickup. <laughs> but, you know, I, I really, I, I don't really have anybody for the week. Um, <clears throat> I think one person that, you know, a lot of people would blow on that I think is a really good pick, and I think his performance is going to continue, and I think that's Chris Johnson for the Jets. You know, I think a lot of people, you know, when he was coming out of Tennessee forget that his explosive potential, and I, I think he's going to have – have a good year, but one player that I'm watching and I think it's worth watching um is the the backup running back right now for Saint Louis, uh Benjamin Cunningham. I, I think he's pressing Zach Stacy and you know, Zach Stacy has the ability to if he fumbles, I think he's gonna get the nod and, and I think that he's someone that's not owned really by anybody. Um so it's just someone I have the, he's in my watch list, you know. Um and then obviously uh, Benjamin from Carolina, if he's available. I mean, I think that yeah, after his Week One performance, I had him. I think he's not owned in, in in a lot of leagues, and if he's available, that's that's who I would definitely pick up. I think especially with Cam Newton coming back, you know, that that opens up a little bit of the dynamics, and I think the passing game there is going to be good.
1: Yeah, that's a great call there. Um, you know, I personally I drafted Benjamin in <clears throat> in in pretty much as many leagues as I could, just because I'm a big Florida State fan and I saw what that guy did and. I've had my eyes on Benjamin now for well, you know what I mean. But you know, for a couple, for three or four years now, um, ever since he uh, ever since he came, ever since he got to FSU, you know, they were touting him as a big play, big play guy, super athletic guy, just very raw. And uh, I guess when Jameis Winston got there, I don't know what happened, but it's like he flipped a switch, man, and he just turned it on. And that guy goes up and makes plays all over the place. And I think Carolina has the ability to actually you know, do some damage, and he's going to be a big part of it because, I mean, he's 6'5". The average corner in the NFL is, is, you know, six feet or under. So, you know, there's definitely a big, big benefit there and a big target for Cam Newton, and he's athletic, and, you know, he makes plays, he's a playmaker. So I agree with you there. Um, but, you know, what's funny is I, there was a huge discrepancy um, that I saw, but in the type of league that you were in, there was a big ownership percentage difference. I think over the weekend the stats that I heard were that, Benjamin was owned in 78% of Yahoo leagues, but in ESPN he was only owned in like 38% of leagues. So, you know, maybe that has to do a little bit with the, with the preseason rankings from the different types of experts. Um, but if you're in a Yahoo league and Benjamin's out there, somebody in the league is sleeping. while well, everybody in the league is sleeping. You got to go out there and you got to pick him up for sure. Um, I definitely think he, he should be rostered at this point. So um, good, good call right there. Um, what do you guys think's going down tonight? High scoring game, low scoring game? You taking the over, the under? Manny, how about you? Manny, are you there, my man? All right, John. Can yeah, you go hear me? You Hello, you hear me? Uh, there you go. I got you now. Um, over or under? Tonight? I said. I think? said. It,
2: I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I'm. I'm going with the over in tonight's game. You think Joe is going to throw the ball 62 times again tonight? He he's going to have to.
1: <laughs> oh, there you go, man. I actually picked up and am starting uh, Steve Smith Sr. for tonight. You know, he had a great game last week. Nice. I know one of, them, one of them was an 80-yard catch, um, which, you know, really kind of had the stats, but he had a lot of targets, and I think that that may happen again, too, with Tory Smith being a great downfield threat and Steve Smith also being somewhat of a downfield threat, not like he used to be, but you know, he made some plays, and then I think Dennis Pitto is going to step up tonight, too, again, as well. Um, I actually am starting Dennis Pitto tonight. He's the only player I have in our league going for tonight. So I'm excited to see what we got. Um, I'm starting. Actually, I'm debating. I, I haven't made up my mind yet. Why don't, let, let me ask you guys. What do you think? Who should I start tonight, Jake Cutler versus San Francisco, or should I throw in Ben Roethlisberger versus Baltimore tonight?
0: Ooh, that's tough. Go you know, bang, I go I, with I like Jay Cutler. Um I liked him, you know, preseason. I still like him now. I think he's right on the cusp of being a top five quarterback. You know, if you take his numbers and McCown's numbers from last year, you combine him, he's a top five quarterback hands down. Uh problem is San Francisco's defense looked incredible last week. Um, you know, and I think they're gonna disrupt the pass enough. But then again, I mean look, there's two play two playmakers on Chicago. Uh alternatively to that Roethlisberger looked good last week, you know, and he's one of those hit-or-miss quarterbacks. You know, like you just talked about Antonio Brown's having a good game. Um, I think the Ravens' defense is is more of a shadow on itself. I mean, but they did hold Cincinnati to, what, five or six field goals. So, I I mean, they do have that ability to, um, when it's necessary. I mean, I think you have a tough call. Um, Personally, myself, and maybe it'll bite me, you know, for saying it, but I would go with Roethlisberger. I think right now that's who I would take.
1: Yeah, as a matter of fact, that's where I'm leaning, and I think that's what I'm going to do. You know, Jay Cutler, great guy, but that that gunslinging, you know, kind of mentality can get him in trouble sometimes. He did have the two interceptions last week, uh, but he did have the two touchdowns. But Ben Roethlisberger actually threw for for more yards last week, um, but one less touchdown and one less interception as well too. So, so far they're very comparable. Um, but I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna take the chance and see if I can build an early lead. And I'll start Ben Roethlisberger tonight, and we'll see if it comes back to bite me there. Uh, Manny, what, what do you think, my man? What do, what do you think about that situation? What would you
2: do? No, I'm, I'll oh. go with Ben as well, man. Forget Joe Flacco, man. That guy, that guy's no good, man. Go with, go with <laughs> the uh, proven uh, Ben Roethlisberger.
1: Well, you know what? Only because you beat me last week, I'm gonna go
2: ahead and I'm gonna take your advice. There you go. And and I'll and I'll beat you in week 10 as well or week 11. I don't know which one we play again.
3: Oh,
1: that's how it is, huh? All right, my man. Well, listen, <laughs> we could put a little friendly bet on that game if you want and see what happens, you know. No, I'm just kidding, man. It's all for fun here in the hot corner of fantasy football. Listen to the league. So um, I'm excited to get to it. I know that we're kind of winding down the show right now. Uh, I want to thank uh, John for calling and everybody else out there that's listening. And, uh, John, if you got any shout-outs or anything you want, um, you know, if anybody has any legal questions, you know, feel free to to get a hold of Mr. Fisher here. You want to give him all your contact info, John, for the listeners out yeah. there?
0: Um, yeah, sure, no problem. Um, you know, my name is John Fisher again, um, you know, Fisher Law Firm. Anytime you guys want to reach me, uh, you can call me in the office. Uh, the number there is 954-563-8111 or you can reach me on the web www.jpfisher and that's com. law.com um, i'm always available to answer any questions and uh, you know you know any, anything you got
1: all right man excellent well thanks again for uh for joining us for sure and uh i'm sure we'll have you back on again you know over the uh over the course of the season here more than likely every week if you can <laughs> and we'll go from there, man, but uh, thanks for joining us again, and I look forward to the week that I play you. Hopefully you start Ray Rice, and um, Manny, (laughs) like always, my friend. (laughs) Thanks. thanks. I was hoping you guys were going to get that one. Uh, Manny, like always, my man, thanks for being the co-host and for taking everything, uh, you know, being here and and allowing this whole thing to happen, and I'm looking forward to uh, the, the next couple tournaments over at uh, Indian Hammocks, and seeing if I can get my massage therapist out there to do some chair massages for everybody and get some information about the office out to everybody that, that may be uh, in need of it. Um, and just, you know, taking things one day at a time here at the office. And, and again, anybody out there listening, you know, we do this show for you guys. Uh, so if there's anything you want to hear about or any topics that you, you're you interested in, feel free to tweet us about that or to send us, e- uh, you know, she can shoot us an email, whatever the case is, you can reach me. I'll go ahead and give you all my contact info, and then we'll let Manny give out the ISPS info, and then we'll wrap up the show. Um, but, again, my name is Dr. Ray. You can find me on Twitter at DrRayT, Instagram at DrRayT. My website is 353heal.com. The office phone number is 786-353-HEAL, so easy to remember there. And, uh, you know, keep that name your Spine and Healthcare in the back of your mind whenever there's a health concern. Because um, I've got a really good way of, of, or an alternative opinion and a holistic approach. And if you're tired of, sick and tired of being sick and tired, go ahead and let me know. Uh, because what I like to say is frontier spine and healthcare, the future of medicine is here. So uh, keep that in mind. And uh, Manny, go ahead and give out that ISPS info so everybody out there listening knows how to get in
2: contact with you in case they want to play some softball. Of course. Thanks a lot, Dr. Ray, for having me again on the show. Um... ISPS is really simple. You can follow us on Twitter at ISPSO. And I want to give a shout-out, a special shout-out to my Mexican uh, friends that we met over the past couple of weeks over there. And um, I know that they're listening in. as Señor Guillermo Ramos and uh, Señor Bombay, uh, our good friend Bombay over there in uh, Cozumel. Uh, Be on the lookout for more information about that. We're trying to get a, uh, a Caribbean tour going on for 2015, which will be uh, visiting uh, Puerto Rico, Santo Domingo, Cozumel, and then uh, finishing it off here in uh, Miami. Uh, So uh, be on the lookout for that 2015, the ISPS Caribbean Tour. And uh, just want to give a shout-out to John Fisher. Uh, He's the best uh, lawyer out there. He's not so good at fantasy football, but – He's a, great, he's a great lawyer, and his, uh, he forgot to mention his slogan, you fresh him, we fry him. So um, other than that, Dr. Ray, I have a special, sh- uh, special song for the show for uh, leading out on, the, on this uh, special NFL Week 2. And uh, whenever you're ready, just give me the cue, and I'll cue it up for you. You got it, my
1: man. Well, I just want to again thank everybody for listening. We'll see you next week on The Hot Corner. And uh, you know, this week when you're out there and you're trying to do better and you're trying to improve every day, and you know you're scared of taking a shot on something, just remember that you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. So everybody out there, have a great week and be well. And we'll see you next week on the Hot Corner.
3: Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We.